It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Sure, the Orlando Magic are 0-3 to start the season, but what we saw Saturday night is a sign of what's going to come as we continue the theme of just bringing all the pieces together. It's time to recap it all here on Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. are indeed locked on magic today is october 23rd 2022 my name is philip ross and i am the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com of course follow me on twitter at philip rr underscore omd on today's episode of locked on magic the orlando magic fall to the boston celtics 126 to 120 a lot of the same themes from the first three first two games uh, heading into this third game but a lot of things that are different and a lot of things that show the Magic home crowd for the first time, exactly what is in store for this team. We'll get into all of that coming up here in just a moment, plus talk a little bit about what the Magic need to do to get a win at New York on Monday. Before we do any of that, though, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Lockdown podcast covering every single team in the NBA, just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. The Magic are 0 3. Um, let's start there um, because. Yes, wins and losses matter, and, and you're ultimately judged by your record. And um, as Terrence Ross said, there's there, there, there's a little bit of frustration in that Magic locker room right now because they're doing so many of the right things um, and, and, and putting themselves in positions to win games. They're not getting blown out. Um, you know, again, last year we started the season, blowout loss at San Antonio, blowout loss at home against New York. Things looked very bleak from the start. Yes, the Magic don't have a win yet. But this team is, is, is showing us who it's going to be. And I think that's a really, really, really important point to drive home and a really, really important point to just be aware of as we analyze, as we prepare for this season or as we break down this season. That this season, as much as we'd love for it to be a play-in season, which it very well could be, there's still 79 games left, guys. Let's let's just take some deep breaths here. Um, this season is about what this team will become. It's not about this year, as as, as much as it as much as it needs to be at least partially about this year and building up winning habits and building up a winning identity and a winning culture. It's about figuring out 
what this team will ultimately be when it's about to win or when it's going to be winning serious games. The Magic's game against the Boston Celtics on Saturday was the home opener. It was this team's introduction to the fans, to the Orlando fans, to the Orlando population, their first chance to see this team in action for real. And so the question that that I have coming out of it is, well, what was that introduction like? Who does this team want to be? Now, certainly a lot of eyes were on Paolo Bancaro for his rookie debut, for his, or for his home debut at the Amway Center. And yes, he looked a little tight and maybe a little nervous at the beginning, but he settled in really, really nicely, played really, really well, and showed us the shot-making, the ability to get to the foul line and force action, uh, force the defense to do things. He showed us why he is the number one overall pick, and he's continued to show that over the course of his first three games where he has just been... Look, he's he's the, top, he's the best player on the Magic already. Um, you heard, you know, the Athletic, you know, uh, reporting that Jason Tatum said after the game that he, with, this, with Celtics defense struggling, he said, I want to guard Paolo Bancaro. I want to be the guy to stop the Magic's top player. Three games in, that's such a tremendous sign of respect. And, and you know, you, you, you hear every NBA player that's gone up against Paolo already say, like, this this guy's gonna get it. Honestly, guys, if the Magic exit this season just knowing that Paolo Bancaro is a centerpiece player, that's a successful season. And honestly, we might already be there um, just three games into the season. Now it's just about figuring out how to get the most out of him and get and 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 help help him expand his game. But beyond that, what else did we see from the Orlando Magic? What else did we see from this team? Sure, we, we expect Terrence Ross to be a, a flamethrower, but the way he was getting his shots and the way that the Magic's offense was able to flow and attack a defense, that the top defense in the league last year, not playing that way so far this year, but the top defense in the league last year, a defense that gave the Magic fits all year last year in the three matchups they had, that Boston switching defense killed them every time. The Magic scored with ease. There was the hustle plays, like late in the fourth quarter when Cole, when Cole Anthony dove into the front row to save an offensive rebound, finding Chuma Okeke for a, a three-pointer that tied the game. Or Chuma, there was a play where Chuma dug out a rebound and kicked it out for a three-pointer. That, that, was, that was a huge moment in the game. Or Kevon Harris diving on the floor. Or Bull Bull blocking a jumper and starting a fast break. The energy and effort that this team played with is a sign of what this team is going to become and what this team ultimately wants to be. Defensively, yes, the Magic did not have a great defensive game. Um, the perimeter defense especially was pretty terrible. They gave up a lot of drives in the paint. Uh, one of their issues throughout the preseason was their... Um, was their... Uh, 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 ducking too much or, 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 or crashing too much in the lane, giving up uh, kick-out threes and spray-out threes. And look, Boston is a team that knows exactly where they are. Um, they know exactly where every player is going to be. they played together for a very long time. They're playing with the confidence of a team that's been to the finals and expects to be there again. The Magic have familiarity, sure, but they don't have that confidence and swagger. Boston never wavered and never 
never blinked, even though their defense was failing them. They just kept grinding and kept at it. And, and, and credit to the Magic, you know, when Boston looked like they were going to pull away, they were up 10 early in the fourth quarter. Orlando reeled them back in. Orlando was able to get back in the game. That still takes some defensive stops. That still takes the defense doing something. Um, and, 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 you know, as much as the Magic want to build a defensive identity, good defense is giving your offense a chance to score more points than the other team. Hate to say it. That's, that's kind of what defense is now. Um, and so maybe building a team completely on defense is not the right idea, but that's neither here nor there. The Magic always found ways to attack and always found ways to stay in the game. As Terrence Ross said after the game, you can see very clearly we are better than last year. You can see on the floor how we've made improvements. And while the results are not there yet, it's undeniable that this Magic team is better. And it's not just a Paolo thing. Every piece of this puzzle feels better. The question is, when do the results come? And how long do the Magic stick with things without the results? That has been the problem for this team through for three games. That has honestly been the biggest issue through three games. We see all these flashes of greatness. The first quarter against Detroit. Uh, the first quarter against Atlanta, to be honest. The, the whole game against Boston. Honestly, as bad as the defense was in this game... Saturday was probably the best the Magic could play. They went punch for punch, blow for blow, with the team that looks like it's the best team in the league through three games. It's three games, so that, maybe that isn't a huge statement, but Boston's looked very impressive, beating uh, Philadelphia, Miami, and now Orlando. Um, one of those things is not like the others, and it's us. Um, but, but the Magic went blow for blow with them. When they were hitting tough shots, to be honest, the defense was bad, but it wasn't, abysmally bad and obviously not bad enough that the Magic couldn't stay in the game. They went shot for shot with Boston all the way through the game. All the way through it. And that's that's certainly a positive sign. But the same problems continue to pop up. While this time it wasn't turnovers, it wasn't offensive rebounds, it was shot selection. It was the ability to get a critical stop at a critical moment in winning time. It was the Magic taking a rushed three instead of working through the offense to get a better shot. Or, you know, Paolo Bancaro said, you know, he had only two turnovers, but he said he got stripped a few times. Considers those turnovers, he probably had four or five. It was Paolo Bancaro going up for a shot and getting stripped um, as he was going up or, or taking a rush shot or, or not reading the double team, which he will learn. A lot of these problems, again, are correctable. I, I, I believe that. I, I think this team is in a really good spot um, and, and, and doing a lot of really good things. It's just like so many other things, they just haven't been able to draw them all together and do enough to win. This Magic team's going to play a lot of close games, as I mentioned, I think, uh, during the off during the off season, They're going to play a lot of close games, and whether they're a, night, uh, a potential play-in team or uh, a team that's struggling— is going to be dependent on whether they're able to win those close games. They're 0-3 in them so far. But those things tend to balance out. And if they don't, it's certainly a learning lesson for a young group that has never had to play a lot of close games before. That has never had to be in these moments every single night. If anything, that's what's most important about this season. 
is that the magic get into these situations and learn from them and continue to do better and better and better because they are doing better in them. On Wednesday, it was free th- it was fouling and, and offensive rebounds that killed them. On Friday, it was turnovers that killed them. On Saturday, it was just shot making. Maybe some shot selection, but shot making. Boston made the shots. They were a really, really good team. But this Magic team is better. And we are seeing flashes of who they will become on the floor every single night. We'll go through the final box score, talk a little bit about what we saw from Paolo Bancaro, Terrence Ross, and more coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Prize Picks. The NBA is still going on, obviously. Monday, the Magic will be back in action, but there's a full slate, nine games on the NBA docket tonight from, uh, I believe, Devin Booker is playing. Paul George after his 40-point game last night. If you think Paul George is about to drop another 40-point game, I've got the game for you. Prize Picks is a great daily fantasy game that pits you against the numbers. You're not playing against these ringers, these 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 marks, not marks, I don't know what they're called. You're not playing against these sharks that flood these daily fantasy games with multiple entries to make sure they win and they know what they're doing. It's just you versus the prize picks, num- picks numbers. So if you believe Paul George will score 40 again, you say he's going to score more than his projected numbers and more. You could do this across sports, whether it's the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, college, and a whole lot more. Here's how the game works. Pick two to five players, and if they go on to score more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. Again, you're not competing against other people. It's just you versus projections. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. And of course, you can do it across multiple sports. It is a Sunday today. The NFL is going on. I usually put a little prize picks together for Sunday NFL action. I may do that right after I'm done recording this. Maybe mix some NBA guys in there as well to see if I can make up for some losses that I've had over the last few days. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you an extra $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. So don't forget to enter promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
Thanks for making Locked On Magic your first listen today. Now make your second listen game-to-game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game-to-Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow game-to-game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. So let's go through the final box score. There was a lot that happened in this game. Again, the Boston Celtics defeat the Orlando Magic 126 to 120. Um, as I've said, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm being overly positive. Like, yes, there are a lot of things for this team to clean up. There are a lot of things that this group has to be better at and, and has to continue to get better at. Um, but I, I feel like these three games are overwhelmingly positive. Um, I feel very good about the things the Magic are doing. Uh, and the position the Magic have put themselves in, uh, four chances to win, and, and and if they keep doing these things and, and improve on some of the things, the self-inflicted wounds especially, um, they're going to they're going to be in they're going to give themselves more chances to win than than not. Um, so they they are on the right track, and it, and it sucks that it's cost three games to get us here, um, but it's still early in the season. No one's out of it yet. I I I, I see people doing the thing that they do. Don't do that. We're still super early and anyways, there's still a lot to grow and develop on this roster. So let's start with the guy that everyone was there to see Saturday night at the Amway Center. Let's start with Paolo Bancaro. 23 points, 6 for 19 shooting, 2 for 7 from beyond the arc, 9 for 11 from the foul line, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. Um, Look, Paolo, Paolo was, is still figuring everything out. Um, you know, I think the first game he was really, he did a, uh, the Magic's best offensive game. This was a good offensive game, but the Magic's honestly best offensive game was the game against Detroit. And the reason why it was so good was because everything just seemed to flow naturally. Paolo got the ball on the paint, off cuts, off, you know, kind of off these moves, off these moves, off turnovers, off fast breaks. Everything really came within kind of the freelance set of the offense. It wasn't something they had to design to get Paolo the ball. Paolo didn't have to do a ton of work to get the ball. It was just simple, 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 simple things. This game, and to some extent Friday's game, but especially this game, the Magic were trying to force the ball to Paolo. Um, the way Boston switches on defense, and they switch everything, um, the, you have to be able to break guys down one-on-one. Um, you have to be able to slip some screens. You have to be able to kind of cause confusion in the defense. Boston is so crisp and clean with their switching. You watch the Magic switch, and it's a little bit of a mess still. It's better. It's getting better. Um, but it's not great. Boston switches really, really well. Like, again, go back, watch some tape from this game, watch the Celtics' next game. They they switch so crisply and cleanly. They know it's coming. They they just do it. Um, there's no confusion. There's no debate. There's no there, there's nothing. They just do it. And, and that bottles up offenses unless you have a guy that can get downhill into the lane, create some create that help, bring that help, uh, and, and force force teams to react to you. Paolo's not quite there yet. Um, the Celtics, and I think a lot of teams are going to do this with Paolo early on now, they 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 hung off of him. They wanted him to shoot and settle for jumpers, and you know Paolo was probably a little nervous, probably didn't really know how to attack the teeth of this defense, even without Robert Williams, even without Al Horford out there. Um, and so he settled a lot on the perimeter. Missed, I think, his first four shots. Um, and maybe not his first four shots. He missed his first two three-pointers. Um, you know, he, he he was definitely kind of feeling it out and not playing as aggressively and just really playing with with a little bit of uncertainty. And 
And, you know, I, I, I think a big thing that I believe on offense, I believe this about most things in general, if you're going to make mistakes, commit to the mistake. You know, like, be confident in your mis- Be confident uh, when you're out there doing things. If you're, if you're kind of, and I'd say kind of, but if you're, if you're, like, not sure what to do, that's where you make mistakes. That's where you're not playing confident. Out there on the floor, you got to have full faith in what you're doing. And, and, and I think that's where Paolo got caught a little bit. He was much better at this in the second half. Um, getting downhill, getting to the foul line, 11 free throw attempts. He had 11 of the Magic's 23 free throw attempts. Um, as David Steele mentioned, and this should be, a, is this anything? Because it is something. Um, it is anything. Um, Paolo Bancaro is averaging the most free throw attempts of any Magic player since Dwight Howard. Um, who knows if this is going to continue, but Paolo can get to the line. Um, and if he's taking four, five, if he's getting eight, ten, eight to 10 free throws a game, that completely changes the Magic's offense. Um, you know, <coughs> excuse me. Um, it, 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 the Magic just have not. The Magic have been one of the worst teams at getting to the foul line for the last decade. Um, and it is something that we will break down as this trend continues and continues to develop. But the fact that Paolo Bencaro can get to the foul line this much by himself, he is always going to score. He's always going to put up good numbers. He's always going to get twenty point, twenty plus points. Because he's going to get six, seven, eight of them from the foul line. So even if he's taking 20 shots and making only six of them, 12 plus nine is 21. Add a couple of threes, that's how you get 23. That's I can, I can math, see? Um, and so Paolo, even when he's struggling to shoot like he did tonight, and, and he had some banger shots, like the, like this kid, like that fadeaway that he had in the fourth quarter over Blake Griffin to tie the game up at, I think, 102. Um, that I saw that shot, and I was just like, this... I, I literally, I think I literally tweeted, the Magic haven't had someone that can do that since T Mac. Um, frankly, um, not he. Vince Carter could kind of do it, but you know we're we are right. I, honestly, we are rightfully talking about Paolo Bancaro at that level of stardom for this team because he is he is he's really good, guys. Like it, it's just three games in, but it's clear he's going to find his pockets and he's only going to get a whole lot better at this. Um, so again, like you, you think about it, you look at it. Paolo is doing a lot of really good things. It's just about, about staying assertive. It's about staying aggressive. Um, defenses are going to start tailoring their defenses to him. They're going to start bringing extra help. He's going to have to learn how to read those double teams. He struggled a little bit with that in the fourth quarter when Boston started bringing more help to him um, and defending him a little bit differently. Um, he can't get frustrated with that, but the Magic also can't get frustrated if he goes through these growing pains and go through, goes through these mistakes. Terrence Ross had a human torch game, 29 points, 11 for 16 shooting, 5 for 8 from deep. Um, look, Orlando's not in this game without Terrence Ross. Uh, he, The Magic were really struggling to shoot early on in the game. Terrence Ross got things cooking, got things loose. Um, you know, with Boston hitting their threes, the Magic just needed to respond in the first half especially. He was really good. Um, and Terrence is getting to his spots. He's shooting confidently. He looks completely rejuvenated. Completely different than he did at any time last year. I don't think it's an injury thing. It's just, uh, I think it's A, the way defenses are playing him. There's there's more, op- him being in the starting lineup, there's more options the defense has to worry about, so he's got a little bit more space. He's just shooting a lot more confidently. You could tell that he worked on all of these shots because the shot diet isn't that different. Um, and the Magic are doing a lot better job moving the ball, so they're getting him more standstill threes. He's not always shooting off of cuts and movement, which I think is a huge plus. Franz Wagner had a really nice game as well. 18 points, 8 for 17, shooting 2 for 6 from beyond the arc. 6 rebounds for him. 
Uh, Franz is, you know, I think still getting used to being a, a main ball handler and, and the increase in his shot and his Google attempts that he is getting. Um, but he is still very, very crafty. He's added the Dirk step back to his game, which is crazy. Um, he's doing he's doing some very, very good things. Um, a lot of things that we expect from him. A little bit of frustration moments for him. He's, he's not as efficient as I think he'd like to be, but I think a lot of that is just his increased role. So if it feels like Franz isn't having the season he had last year, that I honestly, like right now, that's a role thing. That's a, the Magic want him on the ball. They want him doing more pick and rolls. He's doing thing. He's doing the things that he did last year really, really well. Now the Magic are expanding his role out a little bit. And so again, you know, when we talk about some of the things the Magic are, are struggling with, a lot of them are growing pains. Franz Wagner's still putting up numbers, but it's different. Um, so it's growing pains. It's him learning the role the Magic want him in, learning to do the things the Magic want him to do, expanding his game, exploring the reaches of his game. That's, again, what this season's about. And so we get these hints of what the Magic are going to do and who the Magic are going to be. Um, but there are all these other things that have to happen along the way and, 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 and things that have to be learned along the way. And so we're going to see these pockets, and then we're going to see some struggle. We're going to see this team kind of take some lumps and take some hits on the way. Uh, Wendell Carter, 15 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, 6 for 13 shooting. Um, again, I, I like what Wendell's doing. Um, the Magic have to be better gang rebounding. They gave up seven offensive rebounds in this game, which isn't terrible. But um, Wendell Wendell gets trapped sometimes on the perimeter, and, and the Magic have to find a way to keep him in the paint where he is a real big beast. I, I don't. I, everyone's going to these five out offenses. The Magic are trying some zone to mixed effect. Um, but again, yeah, it's it's it, it. There's a lot to work on still. Cole Anthony, I thought had a really nice game. 14 points, six for 13 shooting, nine rebounds, six assists. Um, just offensively. You could tell that the strength he added, the muscle that he added in the offseason is really paying off. Um, it's been two games. He is scoring more efficiently. He's scoring more effectively. He's picking his spots better. Um, I really like how Cole Anthony's playing. Defensively, he still has a long way to go. He'd probably be the first to admit that too. Um, but again, you could see how the strength is helping him move around, absorb some contact. He's making tougher finishes this year. He's finishing shots that he wouldn't have finished last year. I, I know that for a fact. And so... Again, you see all these 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 pieces to the puzzle. There's a lot of things that are better, but this team is still trying to tie it all together. And 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 again, if this were five years ago and there was the reg- and there was an eight game preseason and a you know whole month of preseason to, to work with, I think we'd be looking at a team that's 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 much further ahead of where they currently are when the regular season started. The regular season right now, that this first couple weeks of the regular season, it's going to feel a little bit like preseason still. Jamal Mosley's still testing some things out. Players are still getting their legs under them. They're still figuring out exactly what they can do within the systems, with exactly what they can do within these lineups. Um, I do subscribe to the Matt Moore theory that the first two weeks of the preseason of the regular season are just kind of random. Um, so there are, you know, you're obviously building things, but identities aren't set. So I'm not super worried about the defense yet. Um, you know, there are things I am concerned about, but I'm not super worried about the defense. They are doing good things defensively this game. They struggled with a lot of things, especially dribble penetration from the top of the key into the paint. Um, but there are a lot of things I like about the offense, some things they need to continue improving, and it's just going to be a gradual process to get there. Off the bench, a couple players worth mentioning. Kivana Harris, only three points, just played with a ton of en- energy, was the first man off the bench, played 1845 off the bench. The Magic really trusted him in this one. He played really well. I, I really like what Kivana Harris brought to this brought to this team. Just the energy and hustle. That he that he brings like that's that dude's a grinder and 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 all the best ways that you could say that 
Um, and, and I think it'll be hard to keep him completely off the floor, even though the two-way contract stuff will come in here pretty, pretty soon. Chima Okeke, eight points, three for three shooting, two for two from beyond the arc, four rebounds. Did some really good things as well. Um, got beat a few times offensively, but Jason Tatum was beating everybody. He had 40 points in the game. Um, but I like what Chuma brought off the bench. And Bull Bull, six points, three for seven shooting, five rebounds, two uh, four blocks, blocked two jumpers, started fast break, got dunks, got lobs. Um, I think he gets a little shot happy, especially off the dribble. Uh, but overall, Bull Bull's been the biggest surprise and the most pleasant surprise of the season. They're getting something out of him, which I think is just just absolutely huge. Uh, I've gone kind of long here on the box score stuff. Jason Tatum with 40 points. Derek Wright, White with 27. Those were the killers. Boston shoots 19 for 47 from the on the arc. Orlando just unable to get stops from the perimeter. Um, but again, Boston fell in love with the 3-2, so they missed some critical ones as well. Marcus Smart was 1 for 9. Jalen Brown was 1 for 6 um, from, uh, from beyond the arc. Those kind of plays helped the Magic stay in this game. Uh, Orlando falls to Boston 126-120. to 120. We'll chat a little bit about what to expect from the New York Knicks on Monday's game as the Magic hope to get back on the winning track. But first, I do have to get in a quick word about our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source uh, for betting, football, and the start of the new basketball season. So find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Don't have a lot of time left here on today's show, but we do want to. Uh, I am gonna. This is gonna serve as Monday's episode of Locked On Magic. So let's talk about Monday's game against the New York Knicks. Um, the Knicks have gotten off to a decent start. Let me pull up some numbers here real fast. Um, you know, again, with this, uh, I, I I will subscribe to this for a little while longer. Um, yes, you want a game plan for your opponent. Yes, you want to know what your opponent's doing and 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 try and counteract that. At the same time. I'm really focused still on what the Magic are doing and, and, and how the Magic are looking to improve and looking to get better. Um, there is a lot of things that I really, really like about this Magic team and what this Magic team is doing. Um, there are a lot of things that I think uh, are, are really, really interesting about how they're playing so far and, and, and what, they're going to de- what they're going to develop. Um, there's a lot they still need to clean up, whether it's turnovers, whether it's efficiency, whether it's making plays at the big moments. Um, again, that's... I, I, if you listen to this podcast enough, you will hear me say one of my one of my NBA truisms is good teams don't play close games; they avoid them. The Magic are a team that cannot avoid close games, and and whether they are higher in the standings or lower in the standings might really just depend on how they play in these clutch situations. Um, the Magic entering 
Uh, Saturday's game had something like an 83 offensive rating um, in fourth quarters. It, it wasn't the worst in the league, but it was pretty. It was pretty down there. Um, that's kind of you know again the offense just kind of falls off a cliff. It's two game sample size, so don't read too much into it. Magic had a really good fourth quarter scoring wise, but struggled defensively. And, and and that should really be the focus heading into this game against the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks are one and one so far this season. I believe they do play tonight. Um, and that is something I can check real fast as well. Um, uh, I do believe the Knicks play tonight. Um, so that they'll be coming coming off a back to back. Let me double check that for you here. Um, nope, the Knicks are off tonight. The Knicks are off tonight, so they do not play tonight. Uh, my bad. Um, but the Knicks are one and one. Their games so far have been track have done track meets. They're obviously a Tom Thibodeau coach team, so their defense has been pretty good. One hundred four point seven defensive rating. That is eighth in the league so far. Their offensive rating is one fifteen point two. That is sixth in the league so far. R.J. Barrett has taken some really nice steps up. They obviously have Julius Randle. Jalen Brunson has been a great distributor. However, having said that. Uh, you know, they they rallied from, what, a 20-point deficit in their loss to Memphis on their opening night. Um, they they are, you know, they, they are, they've only played two games, so how much of this is real? But they are very capable on both ends of the floor. They've got veteran guys um, who know what they're doing. Um, and so there is a little bit of that stability that they bring that a team like the Magic doesn't have. For Orlando to win this game, they got to get back to their defense. Um, I really like their defense through three quarters against Atlanta. On Friday, I really liked their defense for the most part against Detroit as well, except for that second quarter, but a lot of that was turnovers. Orlando's got, got to continue to limit their mistakes. They did a really good job with turnovers against the Celtics. I think they only had eight or nine in the game after having 17, 18. That's huge. Limiting your turnovers, preventing those fast breaks, forcing things into a half-court game where the Magic's length bothers people. Um, you know, it, it's Magic fans are probably thinking it's a cliche still, the Magic's length bugs people. It bugs teams. It they do not like playing the Orlando Magic um, because they're just able to kind of consume and gobble up people. Um, the bench brings good energy, but this game's going to be about the starters. Can the starters lay the foundation down defensively? Can they? Can they? Uh, can they get the stops that they need to give them some cushion to make mistakes? Yes, but give them the the, the stops that they need to get their offense moving with the pace that they want. Um, I think one of the reasons Orlando was able to be bought, was able to compete with Boston was they were able to play at a faster pace. They were able to kind of speed that game up. Boston likes to slow things down. Orlando kept the game at their pace. And while Boston is certainly Boston is a team that is more capable of playing at any pace that they like, New York is maybe not quite that team. Um, so this could be a battle of pace. If it's a slowed down game, I think that gives the advantage to the Knicks. If it's a sped-up game, if the Magic are able to create some turnovers, if they're able to get stops and get out in transition, then it becomes a game that I think the Mag- that fits the Magic's eye a little bit better. Um, New, York's, New York's playing really, really well. Um, again, they had a nice game against Memphis that they lost in overtime. Um, they've got some players. You know, Maybe their depth isn't completely where it needs to be, but Jalen Brunson, R.J. Barrett, Evan Fournier, uh, Julius Randle, those are all really good players. They know what they're doing. It's going to be a tough game. This is a game, again, like the Detroit game. Orlando wants to be kind of where New York is, just on the outside of that play-in tournament. Uh, this, is a, this, is a, this is a standings pier, if that makes sense. Um, and I think Orlando needs to prove themselves. And obviously, 0-3, they need to get a win. They need to find a way to get a win, just like they did last year when they got their first win at the Garden. They need to find a way to get a win, just like they did back then. Tip-off uh, tip off is Monday against New York Knicks. I believe that is a 7.30 tip-off. I'm going to check my phone real fast and just double-check that time. Um, 
Yeah, 7.30 tip-off at the Garden. The Orlando Magic taking on the New York Knicks. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You, of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himaly, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast enable listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, you can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, make your next listen to Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic, Taylor, Locked On Magic, and Phil Frostman. See you all again next time for another episode of Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Thank you.